MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, January 8th, 2021. Today, Congress has certified the electoral votes for Biden and Harris. Multiple high-level resignations in the Trump administration are taking place. Biden officially nominates his Department of Justice picks. Pelosi calls for the 25th Amendment or she may proceed with impeachment. The House Sergeant-at-Arms has tendered his resignation as Pelosi awaits the Capitol Police Chief to do the same. This just in, he just resigned. Trump withdraws his nomination of Chad Wolf as Secretary of Department of Homeland Security. Bill Barr slams Trump to the Associated Press for inciting the insurrection. Facebook extends its ban on Trump to indefinitely. And Trump is muted. Using a self-pardon. I'm your host, AG. Hey, everybody. It's Friday. That means I am joined by Amy Carrero. Amy, how are you? Hi. Uh, well, I'm Michelle of a person, but um, I think everybody's maybe <laughs> feeling that right now. But um, yeah, I just can't believe how much stuff happened today. Yeah, there's so much news and we're trying to stay on top of it. And there hasn't been this kind of, I mean, like this much breaking news yeah. in, in, a, in a while. And so I think since impeachment, the first first round of impeachment. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I just want to remind everybody we record this show the, the night before it comes out. So I'm sure a lot of, there will be a lot of updates to some of the news that we're about to give you. But there is a lot of news to cover today in the Hot Notes. And I will be speaking with former Executive Vice President of the Trump Organization and author of Tower of Lies. Her mm. name is Barbara Rez. Mm. And her, she's spent years and years and years with Trump and like knows his brain. So we're going to talk about Trump's state of mind um, before and leading up to and during the insurrection that occurred um, on Tuesday at the Capitol. And so, and then, you know, you and I'll do the good news. Maybe we'll have a, maybe we'll get to go to Amy's court. I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. Okay. We'll, we'll read it as it happens because it's just more fun that way. I know it is more fun. Maybe we'll have a chuckle. Who knows? Today might end with a chuckle or, Ugh. or tears. <laughs> it's anything can happen. Yeah. And I know yesterday I was like, it's so important that you send the good news. Yeah. And it like, it's still going to be for the next oh I would say 12 days but I'm not going to cap it at that who yeah, knows who knows please send your send your submissions to us you can do that at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact and you can also send any corrections in case we make any errors so we do have as you could tell from the intro a ton of headlines to get to so let's hit the hot notes hot notes all right, lead story today. Pelosi has called for the 25th Amendment during a press conference today, and she says if Pence doesn't invoke the 25th Amendment, she may impeach Trump in the House in short order. Uh, the House has remained in session after certifying Biden's win early in the wee morning, the wee early hours <laughs> of the morning. The wee wees. Yeah, it was seriously like 3.30 in the morning. But the Senate has gaveled out until January 19th, but they can be called back. So if, you know... If uh, Pelosi can can get an impeachment through, which I don't understand why she would have a problem with that, yep. it wouldn't take more than a day. And then she can send it immediately over to the Senate. And by the rules, they have to immediately consider it or reject it. And right. so it would just be good. 
even if there's no appetite for conviction in the Senate, uh, it would just be good to get it on the record. Right. But don't you think actually there could be something good for the Republicans here if they are really looking to distance themselves from Trump? Like if they do choose to remove him in the Senate, um, then wouldn't that mean that he can't run again for federal office, opening them up to running whoever they want in 2024? Yeah, exactly. And and basically, that's just an additional vote ah. to conviction. So yeah. they would vote to convict and then they would vote to ban him from running for federal public office. And, and that would remove him as a competitor in in that race. And that's why I've been calling for impeachment over the 25th Amendment. But you can do both, because if you invoke the 25th Amendment, he can't. Um, Trump can't get power back immediately. He actually has to wait four days. There's like a four day cooling off period. Right. And that, I think, would give them time to, to push push these impeachment articles through. And it wouldn't take long. Seriously, you could do it in less than a day. And they already have the practice. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah <we laughs> they know pra- how to do it. Practice <laughs> makes perfect. Well, we've done it before. Um, and, of course, Senators Hawley and Cruz, Ted Cruz, have both objected to the election results um, in, the, in the middle of the night last night. Um, Cruz objected to Arizona slate of electors and Howley uh, objected to the Pennsylvania state of electors. And I've just learned, by the way, Howley's book deal with Simon and Schuster has been canceled. Oh, good. Finally, some good news. Yeah. I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm worried about him because he's so young and he's so cocky and like, I'm just, I don't know. I have a, a pit in my stomach about him, but I'm hoping that this is enough of a stain on his record to render him, you know, pretty useless. But I, I'm just, I have a feeling that it won't. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he's wrecked his career with this. Yeah. Um, it seems like he could have. Of course, it seems like the Republican Party is going to split now um, be- between uh, Trump Republicans and, uh, you know, OG Republicans, I guess. Uh, uh, and, you know, we'll see, we'll see which side wins. But the Democrats are the real winners in that <laughs> scenario because yeah. we're still huge. Um, now, Michael Sherwin, he's the acting attorney general in the, in D.C., District of Columbia, U.S. Attorney General Federal. He has said he is considering everything uh, with what happened at the insurrection yesterday. Everything is on the table, including seditious conspiracy and incitation of violence by the likes of Trump, Rudy and Jr. He, he said that if the elements of crimes are viable... Um, that charges will be filed. And we've learned that he, he now considers Trump's words during his speech before the insurrection are considered evidence. Oh, amazing. So possible charges. You would ha- Of course, it would be bucking the Office of Legal Counsel memo that says you can't indict a sitting president. Right. Uh, but I think we're a little beyond following that flimsy piece of paper that doesn't hold any legal merit. Let's hope so. The only thing that feels different is the appetite, right? Like it feels like more people are on board for actually serving some um, consequences to this president. You know, before there were so many people making excuses and people still are making excuses. But now it just feels like more people are willing to say, no, this is actually really fucked up and I'm not going to put my name on this. Yeah. And there are sources who have spoken to several Republican senators who 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 have, you know, brought up your point of view um, that you brought up a minute ago about um, they would they wouldn't have to run against Trump in 2024. And, you know, that would be if if I were Ted Cruz, that would be extremely appetizing to me because he kicked my ass in in 20 in 2016. (laughs) Call my wife ugly. 
Not that he cares about that. Yeah, and that his dad was involved in the JFK assassination right. or whatever. But um, And now Pelosi has called for the resignation of the House and Senate sergeants at arms and the chief of Capitol Police as well. And the House sergeant at arms, John Irving, has tendered his resignation. And so has the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol Police chief. Good. And he just resigned a few minutes ago. We just got that news. And we have also just learned that another person has died. A U.S. Capitol Police officer has died from his injuries that he sustained yesterday during um, the terrorist attack on the Capitol. And so now that we, we are up to five people wow. who, who died uh, in that in the insurrection. And it, this is a, this is a Capitol Police officer. So I, I really want to know. I want somebody to get to the bottom of that because things aren't really adding up, adding up. You know, I heard somebody like an ex um, chief of Cap- Capitol Police talking about like, no, they were more prepared for a terrorist attack, meaning like long range guns and they were for a mob attack. And I'm just like, how? How is that possible when you knew there were people marching on the Capitol? They had shirts made. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> They were wearing shirts that said Civil War, January 6th, Literally. 2021. Like, also, like, what, <laughs> yeah, like what printer was like, mm, maybe I shouldn't call this into the FBI. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about you, but I did enough um, extracurricular activities in high school to know exactly how long it takes for for custom mm. shirts to be printed. And I can tell you it's at least two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've been talking about it on Parlor. Yeah. Flynn has been talking about it. The three percenters. Uh, and Trump knew that you could tell in his language in that rally right before, um, right before the attack. And so it's, I mean, everybody knew, I knew, you know, like who the fuck am I? So it's, it's just like, I don't buy that at all. And there, I, there will be a robust full investigation into not just the insurrection itself or, you know, not just who incited it who incited the violence, but also the police response to it because it was absolutely inadequate. And everyone everyone agrees with that. To say the least, you know what I mean? It's absolutely inadequate to say the least. At the most, it was like, mm, did they have people on the inside? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I'm obviously, I'm not a conspiracy mm-hmm. theorist, but but it's like, how did they, I don't know, just taking selfies doesn't make any sense. Right. It's, it's very suspicious. Is she fishy? Um, and uh, several top officials are now resigning, including McConnell's wife. She's the Secretary of Transportation. Her name is Elaine Chow. I think this is a cowardly move. I think she's just doing it to avoid having to invoke the 25th Amendment, which requires a majority of cabinet members to vote. Uh, and other resignations include Deputy National Security Advisor Matt Pottinger, Indiana Jones, Ark of the Covenant Nazi <laughs> Mick Mulvaney, <laughs> Melania's Chief of Staff Stephanie Grisham, uh, uh, some, a White House Social Secretary, a press aide, the Director of European and Russian Affairs at the National Security Council, the Commerce Department Deputy Assistant Secretary, and the Chair of the Council of Economic Advisors. And from what I'm hearing, there are going to be more high-level resignations coming soon, although people have been calling and begging these folks not to resign for the sake of continuity of government. Continuity of government. Please, I, I just, this is like, first of all, it's four years late and a coup short like where were you guys before this happened you know what i yeah, mean like continuity of what government what right. are you afraid that they're gonna botch the covid response yeah. like what are you talking yeah like about? <laughs> hey what's what are you worried about about an angry mob storming the capitol while the vice president is is presiding over the senate like is that your worst fear oops it already happened <laughs> yeah are you afraid that if chiff if Chad Wolf isn't in charge of the Department of <laughs> Homeland Security, will somehow be in peril? Like, fuck you. But 
can I ask you? Can I ask you for your for your um for your expert opinion on this? Because I never really understood when I heard the news that they were begging these people to stay. I know that they're saying for continuity of government, but is there another reason that I'm not seeing? Because it doesn't really add up. No, continuity continuity of government doesn't add up for me either, and I don't. I can't think of the motive. Uh, you know, I can't think of why bad actors would want these folks to stay in place longer if you know what i mean yeah like what would be the negative what why would why would jerks want that like why would ted cruz want these people to not resign yeah you know? yeah and, and the only thing i can think of is that, they, that he's got that they're sycophants to trump who wouldn't vote for the 25th amendment right. but beyond that yeah yeah beyond that i can't beyond the obvious i'm not sure and then on the more people that jump ship i think the more people make the more he looks bad you know ted cruz like the more people even if even because even though it's so terribly late if he's the only one stuck holding the flag or whatever however that saying goes then he just kind of looks like a big time loser Right, like, could you guys, Senator Holly and I want you guys to stick around and make it look like Trump is still legitimate so we don't look like such assholes. Exactly. Could be. Could be. They don't want to be the last ones at the party. No, definitely not. Um, But speaking of Chad Wolf, Trump has withdrawn his nomination of Chad Wolf, the acting director of Department of Homeland Security, to be the actual director of Department of Homeland Security and nominated him a while back. Trump says it has nothing to do Actually, uh, not Trump, but a, a White House aide to Trump said that his withdrawal of Chad Wolf's nomination has nothing to do with Wolf's reaction, negative reaction to the violence at the Capitol yesterday. No. That is absolute bullshit because Trump, uh, the, uh, Chad Wolf's nomination expired on Sunday and Trump had to re-up it. So he re-upped it Sunday and he wouldn't re-up it Sunday if he was good, already planning to withdraw it today. Right. So you think he's going to... Bye. Yeah, well, he's just getting rid of him because he's a dick. Right. He's he's like, oh, you said bad things about me. Right. You're fired. Um, or I'm not gonna I'm gonna withdraw my nomination. Yeah. Bill Barr, on the other hand, has rebuked Trump, saying, "quote Orchestrating a mob to pressure con- Congress is inexcusable. The president's conduct yesterday was a betrayal of his office." Blah blah okay. blah blah blah. Him and Comey should like join a club and and <laughs> literally disappear. Like, go away forever. Nobody ever wants to hear your hot takes. Yeah. Ugh. And um, Facebook has banned Trump indefinitely from the platform and Instagram too, because Facebook owns Instagram. No word from Twitter except the confirmation of a couple weeks ago that. Um, Trump would be subject to removal for terms of service once he wasn't the president anymore because he wouldn't be protected by that world leaders thing that I guess. Right. Some loophole. But they still, but his POTUS account is still up, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. what, what did they do? It's just like I got banned from Twitter for calling Why? somebody a punk ass bitch or something, you know, and, <laughs> and, but you can, I guess, you know, uh, stage a coup. And you're you're fine. Right. You can still keep your POTUS account. <laughs> you get a 12-hour lockout. Oh, thanks. Um, Trump has suggested to aides that he wants to pardon himself in the final days of his presidency. This is according to two people with knowledge of the discussions. Now, this is... I've been saying this forever. I don't know why this is breaking news, but... Yes, you have. Yeah. But apparently, New York Times says in, in several conversations since Election Day, uh, Trump has told advisors he can, he's considered giving himself a pardon and, in other instances, asking whether he should and what the effect would be on him legally and politically, according to these two people familiar. Uh, like I said, we've been saying this for over a year now. Uh, and given that sources have told CNN that Pence is angry 
that Trump endangered Pence's life and the lives of his family members when you know when basically Trump hung him out to dry during the yeah. insurrection he was like go stop Pence he won't yeah. he won't cheat for me go get him go get him <laughs> Linwood is like Trump Pence's target number one and stuff like just really yeah scary stuff but at, after all that I don't think Pence is too keen on pardoning Trump if he, he no. wasn't already not considering right. it <laughs> right so he's not okay 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 but then I just read somewhere that uh, you know the rumor is that he has no in and that Pence has no interest in invoking the 25th amendment so he doesn't want to pardon him and he doesn't want to invoke the 25th amendment so like what is he wanting to do just like go to his own corner for the next 13 days and like pout I don't know mm-hmm yeah probably that's what he wants yeah gotcha uh, but here's some good news, though. Biden has officially nominated Merrick Garland as the attorney general. Um, we talked about this yesterday. We got uh, sources saying that he was going to do this, and he did it today. And he also nominated Lisa Monaco as deputy attorney general and Vanita Gupta as associate attorney general and Kristen Clark as assistant attorney general for the Civil Rights Division. Uh, Biden's remarks were scathing against Trump today. He called the mob that attacked the Capitol yesterday insurrectionists and domestic terrorists. Very strong legal language. Uh, Merrick Garland's remarks were very encouraging to me. He hearkened back to the policies created after Nixon and said he looked forward to resurrecting those kinds of policies. And then he said this. He said, quote, to serve as attorney general at this critical time is a calling I'm honored and eager to answer. As everyone who watched yesterday's events in Washington now understands, if they did not understand before, the rule of law is not just some lawyer's turn of phrase. It is the very foundation of our democracy. The essence of the rule of law is that like cases are treated alike, that there not be one rule for Democrats and another for Republicans, one rule for friends and another for foes, or different rules depending upon one's race or ethnicity. And the essence of its great corollary, equal justice under law, is that all citizens are protected in their exercise of their civil rights. Whoop, whoop. That's a, fr that's a breath of fresh air. Oh, it's so nice. And he pointed to Biden's comments, too, because Biden said several times, the attorney general is not my personal lawyer. He will be independent to determine who and who is not prosec prosecuted. And when Biden said uh, that Merrick Garland would have the independent capacity to determine who is and who is not prosecuted, right. Merrick Garland said, I would, not have I would not have agreed to be considered for attorney general under any other conditions. Amazing. I mean, come on. And, and you know, the really, the, the, I mean, no, this is... This is not the real tragedy about what happened yesterday. That is his own tragedy. But, you know, it, it, this is all just overshadowing what is supposed to be a pretty healing next couple of weeks for our mm. country. And instead of that, you know, we're going like, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I have all this adrenaline. So I was watching the news and when they broke away to Biden, I not because I wasn't interested I was but I almost like fell into a sleep not because I was bored but because it was so normal <laughs> you know what I mean and my adrenaline <laughs> for once had the chance to kind of subside and and that's what we want in government we want to be able to sleep at night knowing that there are adults in the room who are going to do the right thing that's why we elect them mm -hmm. yep the Biden calm yeah so I'm 100%. And also, you know, I tweeted about this last night, but when news of John Ossoff uh, being the projected winner of the Georgia runoff uh, with Warnock having been um, named the day before or two days ago, I, I was like, man, this this is like totally overshadowing such an important moment for the Democratic Party. But alas, you know, I guess we'll have the last um, say, I hope. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been watching the news and was hoping to see the num more numbers come in to pad Ossoff's lead. Yeah. You know, um, because the last I saw, he was up 
a little over 12,000 votes, and now he's up quite a bit more than that. And I was wanting to see those returns come in because I was waiting for them to come in overnight the uh, two nights ago. Um, and I, you know, I did get to see, I did get to see um, when it flipped, when it flipped, when Ossoff took the lead. I got to see that. And then I fell asleep, and then when I woke up, it was insurrection time. So right, right, right. And then Wolf Blitzer, th- halfway through the insurrection, was like, "And also, weird time to do it, but we are projecting then John Ossoff, you know, <laughs> is is you know going to be the the next senator beating David Perdue." And and I just was like, "Man, this is, you know, so Trumpian, you know, like just sucking the last few seconds of power that he can." Mm-hmm. Of joy yeah. and joy, and joy yeah. from us because I woke up on Tuesday morning feeling so great. Yeah, me too. And like today's going to be great. We're going to certify the results. Yay. And then <laughs> fart noise. You know. Yeah. It, and it was hard. It was hard for me to watch um, as I am a huge fan of politics. I love Washington, D.C. I am a veteran. I'm a patriot. And you're a veteran, you know, like you've sworn oath to the Constitution. The Capitol is 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 the I don't even know. I mean, it's 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 like it's where the, it's the seat. It's the seat of democracy. The seat yeah. of democracy. <laughs> you know, I have so many friends yeah. who are veterans that are like having such a hard time with with this you know with this woman who who died who was shot um while she was engaging in insurrection thereby breaking her oath to the constitution and like you know they're so mm. angry and i and i get it you know because you and and, and especially one of them was like I, the fact that the confederate flag was waving mm. inside the capitol building just breaks my heart for the first time right i don't think it's ever been put up or you know that is the first time unreal i mean the 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 last time somebody invaded the capitol when they didn't like an election is when abraham lincoln won and the southern democrats came they didn't like that result and they decided to secede from the union and lincoln said you can't secede from the union because you don't like an election then we're not a democracy and and the the rest is history literally um uh anyway we're gonna be right back i'm gonna talk about this with uh barbara rez she's a former executive vp at the trump organization she's written a book called tower of lies and and she has a lot of thoughts about this and and a lot of interesting points because she worked with and knows trump very very well so stick around we'll be right back after these messages we'll be right back hey everybody thanks for listening to the daily beans this segment of the podcast is brought to you by caliper cbd Life is very stressful right now. We all need to practice self-care, but taking care of yourself shouldn't add to your stress. The great thing about CBD is that you can feel better without having to make drastic changes to your routine. If you haven't tried CBD, I highly recommend it. CBD has helped me feel less anxious and more calm. It's helped me sleep easier, and it's even helped me feel less sore after long workouts. My favorite thing about Caliper CBD specifically is they've introduced a better way to consume CBD. It's a powder. And unlike oils, Caliper CBD powder is completely tasteless and mixes easily in any food or drink. It's got precisely 20 milligrams in each packet, so you never have to question exactly how much CBD you're taking. And it's also clinically proven that you absorb 450% more CBD with Caliper powder than with tinctures. And that's like so much better and they give you the benefits of cbd caliber does in just 15 minutes so it's it's about twice as fast as cbd oils 
and Caliper is completely THC-free, so you get all the benefits of CBD without any intoxicating or mind-altering effects. Caliper is made with all natural non-GMO ingredients. It has no fillers or added chemicals, no artificial flavors. So take care of yourself, but make it easy on yourself. And you can do that with Caliper CBD. You get 20% off your first order when you use promo code DAILYBEANS at trycaliper.com slash dailybeans. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll give you a full refund. That's trycaliper.com slash dailybeans. And don't forget promo code DAILYBEANS for 20% off your first order. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, Joining me today, I'm very uh, excited and honored to be speaking with you. Um, This is the former executive vice president of the Trump Organization, Barbara Ress. Barbara, how are you today? I'm I'm, I'm like everyone else. Ah, I'm a little confused, but uh, I'm good. Yeah, it's quite shocking. And uh, the reason I wanted to speak with you today is that you know Trump very well. Can you just give us a little brief history about, how, you know, your, your working with him and, and sort of what sort of access you had to Donald? Okay, um, just yeah, very quickly, I was working for a general contractor, who, uh, and that contractor was building out the renovation of the Commodore Hotel, which was the Grand Hyde in New York, and Trump was the developer in charge. So he, it was like he owned the building, and he oversaw it. And I met him that way through that building, and he hired me to work on Trump Tower, which was a new building he was building uh, on Fifth Avenue. And I went to work there, and I, I was there for about four years. I, um, I was started as a vice president and I was in charge of construction in that building and we were very close to answer your question finally uh, we were we um, we went to a lot of meetings together um, you know we walked there there was not it's not about bodyguards or anything at that time and uh, you know we, we, he would listen to me he would you know um, I think he sort of thought he was mentoring me in a way um, and I think I was mentoring him in a way I mean you know it was it was just he was different you know he's the same person i'm sure but he showed differently he didn't have the ego and all the other stuff that came with the with the fame and the fortune and all of that and you know we've spoken uh at length on our program too with his niece mary trump um who had only spent a very short time in offices around trump while he was working quote unquote i guess can you talk a little bit about what what it was that he did, what his job was. And because, you know, you say back at, during that time, he he didn't quite have the ego that he has now. But I'm wondering if he was still sort of the same man who was just constantly wondering what the media was thinking about him and only wanted to hear good things. Did, did you get a sense of having to always sort of pad his ego like that? Or, or was he a little more open to criticism? Well, initially, um, you know, on, on the Hyatt, I mean, he was just, you know, he was a loose cannon. He really didn't know what he was doing. He didn't listen to anybody. He thought he knew everything about everything, which is sort of, you know, similar to the way he is now. But over time, he realized that, you know, he had good people working for him. He had to listen to them. They knew better, you know, whatever. So, uh, you know, when I started Trump Tower, he was sort of in that mode and it was okay and you could talk to him. Uh, as time passed, you know, he became more and more famous. And that's when the ego took over and it was very difficult to talk to him. And you needed to, you know, uh, lay things out very simply. And, um, you know, if you had 10 things you wanted to talk about, you picked the top three, because that's, you know, all that, you know, he had attention for. Yeah, so it, it kind of seems like as the fame grew, uh, his 
feelings of having to listen to experts sort of diminished and he because he already had that you said he sort of already was early on with the Hyatt he he was a loose candidate he didn't listen to a lot of experts but he did take a little more advice but but as time went on he just stopped listening to people and felt that he was the one who had all the, the best ideas is that well, kind of the, how well there was a, an interim period I mean like I said like he was a loose cannon on the Hyatt but after the Hyatt, he realized, and I think I said this, that, you know, people um, know a little bit more than he does and are on his side. And he started working with people, some people in his own office like me and other people like architects and, and contractors. And he would listen to them. And it was then over time that finally he just decided he knows better than anybody else. So I, I, I take it over the past four years, it wasn't very surprising to you that he would not listen to a lot of his advisors. He would only keep temporary acting cabinet members around and, and would easily have this revolving door of, of, of firing people, and, uh, and, but, but not face-to-face, -face, right, only by tweet. I talk about that in my book, Tower of Lies. If, if, you know, he never fired anyone, really. It was a, it's a very funny story about a guy that I wanted fired, that he, um, I, I, I had him fired by my, my assistant, and uh, he went over to Donald and, and got rehired. And that, happened, that happened three times. Uh, and finally, I got rid of him. But um, Trump did not do anything like that directly, unless he was totally, you know, in anger and out of control, then, you know, you're fired. But um, and oftentimes that didn't stick. Um, but he was not the, uh, the, the one to, you know, fire people. And as far as the people that he had surrounding him, um, you know, these past four years and the notion of having temporary people, I think all of that goes to him not wanting to be challenged. And knowing that, you know, anyone who puts in a role of, of you know, of cabinet position or something serious and important like that is going to challenge him. It's going to want to say, I'm the expert, this is what we do, you know? So that's why he kept not hiring permanent people and he also filled positions with people that had absolutely no business doing what they were doing. Right, it's just loyalty, more of a loyalty test than, than anything else. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit more about Tower of Lies, your book. Can you talk about what sort of prompted you to write it? Because I know you've been speaking out on this issue for quite a while now. Uh, and I, I'm just curious as to what prompted you to write it and, and, and some of the other aspects of, of his personality and frame of mind that you bring up in, in Tower of Lies. Yeah, you know, I, I, I knew I had an interesting story because I know him so well, probably better than anyone that's written a book, except maybe Michael Cohen, who was, you know, glued to him. Um, and he knew him at a much later time, not the formative time, the time that, um, you know, probably is more important. Um, I didn't write a book about Trump before the election, and I didn't come out with anything the first election with some of the things that I knew, because to be honest with you, I, I wasn't a Pulitzer Prize winner. I didn't think people were going to particularly listen to me, and I didn't have corroboration. So, you know, if I went out and said Trump is this blatant racist, you know, well, who's to, who's to show that he is? I mean, now I can say it because everybody knows he's a racist. He admits it. He's somewhat proud of it in a way, although he says I'm the least racist person. Uh, so I, I was toying around with my mind with what, what should I do with this information? And, and then, you know, he got elected and then I, I, I got him. I, I realized that how bad he was and how much worse he was getting. And the next thing you know, he's running again. And I said, I got to do something. Everybody has to do something to stop this from happening. And I'm going to write a book. And that's what I did. 
Can you think of any, um, you talk about uh, him being a racist and, and how he's sort of proud of that. Can you think of any specific instances where that racism was on full display? Back when I was working for him? Absolutely. Um, I'll give you, I know there's so much in my book, but I'll give you one specific one, um, which is probably the most compelling. Uh, I was uh, interviewing people for a, a little project, a little assistant job for me to take care of my plans. Back then, before computers, you know, the plans were these big things that you hung them up and you changed them when they were revised. So I, um, I called a Pratt, I think, or one of the architecture schools, and I said, you know, I'm looking for this. Maybe you have some interested students. And they said they, they, they did. They sent a, a couple over. So I was working um, on Trump Tower, but I had an office in the Crown Building, of course, the street, which is where Donald's office was. So I was working in Trump Tower and I set up the meeting for across the street. And I told the guy I was going to be a few minutes late, wait for me in the lobby. So he was waiting in the lobby and I walked in, I saw him and he was a young black man. And I interviewed him. He was delightful, but I don't think he wanted such a low position in the company. And so, you know, it wasn't, it didn't work out that, you know, I would make him the offer. But I was, he left and then I was leaving uh, and uh, someone got my attention. Maybe the receptionist said, Trump wants you. So I went into his office and he said, he went off on me like, you know, he was, don't you ever do that again. I don't want black kids sitting in my lobby. I don't want people. I, I have millionaires coming into this lobby to buy apartments. I don't want that ever to happen again. And it was just, it took me, it took me aback, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, the young man was wearing a uh, suit. And, you know, it was delightful looking. I would want him bracing my apartment, my lobby. Uh, it was silly. But, but that was, um, that was a, a major um, that was a major revelation to me. Wow. Um, and, and and there are other stories like this in the book too. I encourage everybody to to read Tower of Lies. Um, give it give, you know gives you really good insights into sort of the way his mind works. And I I um I need to take a quick break and then I want to talk about the insurrection that happened yesterday and the events leading up to it. But before before I before we do that. The Manhattan District Attorney, Cy Vance, is, is investigating years and years of, of what's been going on with the Trump Organization and possible inflation of, of asset, you know, value to, to either, you know, either fool the tax man or fool the insurance companies. And I was wondering if you've been contacted by any authorities and asked any questions or if, if, that, if it was, you know, too early on, if you had seen any behavior or anything like that uh, type of situation where he, where he was undervaluing, overvaluing things to, to save money. No, I, I didn't operate on that level. I, I very rarely had anything to do with, uh, you know, financing or, uh, you know, acquiring sites. That was all done by, by, by him mostly uh, or by others. Uh, so I really am not a, a subject of interest to anyone in that matter. Mm. Okay. Well, I just I had to I had to ask because I know I know they're going back quite a, quite a ways into his finances. And, and that is, you know, the financial part of it. Um, most of us don't even have, you know, most of the, the it's, it's been hard for the investigators to get access to that information. So I can't imagine. Uh, I do need to take a quick break, uh, but I do want to talk about what happened yesterday. Can you stick around for a minute? Great. Thanks, Barbara. We'll be right back. 
Hey everybody, it's AG for The Daily Beans. Have you thought about your cellular health? I hadn't before. I mean, like, why would I? Well, I'll tell you why. Because cells are the foundation of our health, and they make us who we are. And one of the important building blocks of our cells is called NAD, and it's vital for things like sleeping, breathing, eating, drinking, all those involuntary things we don't think about having to do. The bad news is, as we age, our bodies don't make NAD like they used to. And here's the good news. There's a way to boost your NAD levels called True Niagen. True Niagen helps counteract the effects of time on your body by promoting cellular repair. It also helps with healthy aging by supporting cellular function and metabolism to maintain overall health and well-being. True Nigen can also help you increase your cellular energy. It replenishes the decline in NAD due to stressors like lack of sleep and overeating, so you can keep up with your active lifestyle. Taking True Nigen also helps with cellular defense in the face of stresses like alcohol consumption or immune stress, which is a form of cellular stress. And True Nigen has caught the attention of the scientific community with its remarkable ability to boost NAD. They have over 10 clinical studies to prove it. So give yourselves a boost with True Nigen. And right now, new customers can save $20 on a three-month supply. Just go to trueniagen.com slash dailybeans. That's it's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N dot com slash daily beans to save $20 on a three-month supply. TrueNiagen.com slash daily beans. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. And this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, everybody, welcome back. We've been talking to former executive vice president of the Trump Organization and author of the book Tower of Lies, Barbara Rez. Barbara, what what were your thoughts yesterday as you watched what happened uh, at the Capitol, um, with regards to your understanding of how Trump's mind works? Well, you know, Trump has always been the kind of guy that gets you to do things without telling you directly that you have to do them. And, and Michael Cohen spoke about this too. It was just an understanding. You knew what to do. And he had that kind of persuasive power. Um, and he went there to incite what happened, in my opinion. I mean, well, you know, let me say in his wildest dreams, that would have been the, the, the best outcome, I think, for him, um, because he um, he wants to be relevant and he and he knows he lost the election. He knows he's not going to stay in the office uh, next next month. Uh, and I think that this was making him, um, you know, look, at we're, we're going to continue to fight. And he's got all these supporters and, you know, he's going to he's building his his um, and rebuilding his uh, base for whatever, maybe he's gonna go into some kind of a media company or, or maybe he's just gonna hang around and mess things up for the rest of the country. But I do think that, that he intended to have something like this happen. I don't know that anyone could have expected that what happened would happen. And you know, it's a question in my mind of why there was so lax, uh, you know, enforcement or anything like that. I and mean, there were, you know, people saying they weren't prepared, they weren't prepared. I, there were plenty of cops there, or, you know, uh, you know, agents. They weren't doing anything. They were just, and you know, you think back to the the, the BLM movement and, and the horror of the, the way the police were beating people and pushing people and tear gassing people. So I, I wonder if Trump didn't have something to do with that too. And who knows? I don't know if we'll ever know. But uh, I think he's probably very happy with the outcome. It's making him feel loved and more important than ever. Yeah, and there's almost a, a loyalty aspect to it. I, f I find a lot of the times, and, and this is just from my study of sort of what m mob bosses do, right? Uh, <laughs> and people in the mafia do. They get you in, and then you witness a bunch of their crimes, and then they have you. And then they send you out to do things you wouldn't normally do to, to, to make sure 
that you're loyal, you know, like sending Pence out to do a maskless rally somewhere, you know. Uh, and so it it feels like it feels like it, it was almost like, look at what these people are willing to do for me. Absolutely. That's uh, absolutely. This is the kind of control I have. This is the power I have. This is the love that I engender. These people would lay down their lives for me and, and more to come. And I think, and he says that even in his tweet, you know, we're going to continue to fight. What the heck does that mean? What's it mean? Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you on, on, I think there needs to be a, one of the jobs, if the current Department of Justice doesn't do anything, and I, we haven't heard a peep from Jeffrey Rosen, the acting attorney general, although Barr, Bill Barr has come out and sort of, uh, you know, uh, talked about how he, he disapproves. He railed, and railed on Trump today, finally, um, but he's no longer the attorney general. We haven't heard a peep from Jeffrey Rosen, but the new administration, the new Department of Justice, now we know it's going to be headed up by Merrick Garland, uh, I think is going to have their hands full investigating what went on with the Capitol Police or uh, MPD or, you know, just any number, alphabet soup of all of the law enforcement agencies that just allowed these folks to to go in. And, 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 and at first it looked like they were sort of acting like uh, the media was kind of like, oh, well, you know, people are allowed to go in there and protest and, and stuff. But then you, you see the pictures of ransacked offices and people broke the doors down. I mean, you know, it's broken windows. And I mean, this is the definition of terrorism. Yes. And and so I, I I'm wondering, you know, I, I'm really hoping that uh, the Biden Department of Justice focuses on this. I know Biden will keep his hands out of it because he said he would. Yeah, I do think that you're going to see a change in that these groups, these white supremacist groups, these Nazis, these uh, Proud Boys, all of them, I think you're going to see a clampdown on them big time. They have been given free reign for four years, and I think that you're going to see them being investigated and being arrested. All sorts of things happen with, with Biden. But, you know, going back to yesterday, the most compelling thing, the thing that got me was looking at senators crouched behind the, the, the stanchion where the, you know, the desks are hiding in fear. That really got to me. Yeah, and, and the, the atmosphere, uh, first of all, there's tear gas being deployed in the rotunda. Uh, and then when, when they were told, when the senators and congressmen were told to get their gas masks out from under their chairs, they have gas masks under their chairs for, for shit like this pull their gas masks out. When they do that, alarms, little sirens go off on all their gas masks. So it had to just be total pandemonium. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's it's just so frightening. And now uh, the Republicans who support Trump are coming out and saying that this was a false flag operation. These were left-wing anti-fascists from the Antifa. I heard that. I mean, you know, that's just so pathetic. Every single one of them should be out. Every single one of those guys, Ted Cruz, starting with Ted Cruz. Yep. And, and Lindsey Wagner comes, gets up and makes this big speech. I saw him, um, you know, now he's turning on Trump. Hey, he's there. He put him there. And every Republican that voted to a put, which was every single Republican, has blood on their hands, without a doubt, because they knew he was a criminal. They knew he was guilty, and they let him go. And Matt Gates in his debate floor speech last night, to object to the certification of 
of the Electoral College had said this was Antifa posing. Now, though, we have a lot of white supremacists, Proud Boys, uh, this group coming out on TikTok and Parler posting videos. Be they're angry that these Republican they're, they're, they're Congress, not getting credit. Yeah. that they're not getting credit, and and I think that just goes to your point of the loyalty that 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 people display for Trump, the the ends to which they're willing to go, uh, to 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 support him and please him in these loyalty tests. They're just they're so loyal, and it, it I can't understand why it's cult it's cult like behavior. Well, they're so loyal because it's Trump represents them. I mean, they've been in the shadows for many, many years. Some of them are my age, some of them are yours, some of them are the kids. But for many years, they haven't been able to come out and shout, I'm, you know, blacks are bad, women are inferior, you know, all the things, uh, get rid of the Muslims. All of a sudden, this guy Trump becomes president. And, and without saying it, like I said, he never says things directly. He said, it's okay. It's okay for you to be a racist. Look at me, I'm a racist. It's okay for you to hate Muslims. It's okay for you to put women down. And these people are so enamored with the with their own, I can't say values, their own uh, feelings that, that they're able to do it. They want more of that. They don't want to go into the shadows anymore. And so Trump, Trump offers this to them and, and they love him for it. Yes, I, I've, I've found that hate is a very powerful drug uh, and it, it can be hard to it can be hard to kick as a habit. So uh, everybody, I really encourage you to check out the book Tower of Lies. Uh, and I appreciate you uh, coming on and talking to us today. It's been really eye opening. Former executive vice president of the Trump Organization, Barbara Rez. Thank you for the time today. My pleasure. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey everyone, it's AG, and this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp, which provides professional counseling to help you navigate life's challenges. We're all facing difficulties right now. There's a lot of anxiety and stress, but the important thing is to remember you don't have to face it alone. If you're struggling with anything that's preventing you from living your best life, I recommend BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line or self-help. It's actual licensed professional therapy done securely online. They'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. As you know, I've had my own struggles dealing with anxiety and PTS, and I know how important it is to seek help rather than to try to take it on by yourself. BetterHelp's services are available for clients worldwide, and they have a broad range of experts in their counselor network, a lot of which might not even be available in your local area. But because of BetterHelp, you can log into your account anytime from anywhere and send a message to your counselor, so you'll get timely, thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and that's why they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they have financial aid available too. So visit their website and read some testimonials like this user, VE, who says, Quote, Dr. Hayes is easy to talk to and very warm. She provides great insight and genuinely cares for her patients. I started working with her over a year ago, and it's definitely significantly helped my mental and emotional health. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners, you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. And it's Friday, so joining me today for the good news is Amy Carrero. And Amy, I'm so happy it's good news time. Me too. Oh, man, we really earned it this week, didn't we? Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. 
And a lot of these are going to be written either during or before, you know, the insurrection. So th- I'm, I'm interested to, to hear what people's good news stories are because we we all need them. So thank you for sending these yes. in. And if you have any you want to send in and you have any corrections or a confession or you want to do Amy's Court next week, just go to uh, dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. Uh, first up, from Anonymous, pronouns she and her. Hiya, Beans Queens. I can't thank you enough for helping me get through this nutball week, truly. I must have listened to the dildo story 20 times <laughs> to take a break on Wednesday from the insanity. And a hearty thank you to the listener who submitted that gem. I mean, there was the unfortunate situation where I tried to tell my 81-year-old mother about the story and ended up having to explain to her what a dildo oh, is. Oh, no. How does she not know? <laughs> that's what that's what the submitter said, not me. Anyway. Here's my good news. I was listening to the show this morning and marveling at the 13-year-old daughter keeping track of the Georgia runoffs. When my own daughter came out of her bedroom, she just turned nine, and informed me she had been talking to her new stuffed animals. (laughs) Since they arrived with tags on them indicating their names and assigned pronouns, she said she asked each of them if they preferred to be identified as a different gender, a different name, (laughs) and by different pronouns. And while I'm slightly concerned that she was having a lengthy (laughs) conversation with her stuffed animals... I can't help but also feel like the future is bright in the hands of people like her. In any case, if you're curious, one of her stuffed animals did tell her she identifies as female and has been given a new name accordingly. <laughs> Thank you for all that you do. Attached for pod pet pick tax are our two rescue puppers. Aww. Peach is a little chihuahua mix, and Honey Lemon is the giant <gasps> speckled beast oh, mix. <laughs> I love. Oh, they're so sweet. They're so beautiful together. So elegant. The little chihuahua back there is like, what's up? Oh, this pictures of them sleeping on each other is the best. Oh, they're friends. They're oh, friends. I love the it. last one is pretty adorable yeah. too. I mean, come on, that's what I look like when I'm like taking an afternoon nap. Love it. And also, I I feel like we gotta cut cut your daughter some slack. She's probably talking to her toys because we are in the middle of a pandemic so you know i know after this week it was easy to kind of forget with everything going on but listen i'm i'm talking to my dog in weird voices so like i'm not too far behind her <laughs> um okay next up um from amy amy uh sh- her pronouns are she her <clears throat> I am so proud to say that I helped ensure one of the rioting lawbreakers inside the Capitol building on Wednesday lose her job today. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of the local social media groups I belong to has been working on identifying anyone in our general area who was present inside the building. Oh, I love this. I Can I be a part of it? Oh, I love it. I'll be mm. a mascot. Mm-hmm. Um, once we've verified that they were not just protesting, but actually breaking the law, we've reached out to their employers, asking them to condemn their employees' actions. This is shockingly easy, since several folks have their names, jobs, and photos of themselves inside the Capitol, proudly displayed with easy public access right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not going to ask you to name any names, but I promise you I received an email from this person's employer saying... She quotes, in addition to your inquiry, we have received a tremendous amount of outreach over the past several hours, making us aware of the actions of this agent. And then it's uh, the company name is removed, unequivocally condemns these actions, and the company has served severed ties with this agent effective immediately. Thank you for your concern. End quote. I just want to be clear. I believe in peaceful protesting. I do not believe in doxing. But if you break the law and then brag about it, you should experience consequences. I'm just one minor person, but I have to tell you that helping to work on this feels good. Thank you, Beans team, for all that you do and for helping uh, to inspire taking actions where appropriate. I, I a round of applause. This is like totally. I'm all for this. All for this. I mean, come on. You break, you commit a crime and then you post it on social media like it's something to be proud of. 
yeah, that person immediately needs to be called out. Yeah, and this isn't just a crime. This, yeah. this isn't just a crime. This is terrorism. This is Correct. insurrection. This is conspiracy, sedition conspiracy. This is breaking into the Capitol and, and damaging federal property, stealing federal mail. Like, yeah. you know, and a lot of companies are great about this. They'll, they'll check it out and they'll investigate. And if they find the facts to be what they are, then they'll take appropriate action. It's, that's the free market at work. Yep. Next up. From Anonymous, pronouns she and her. Confession, good news. Hi, Beans Queens. This might be long. Bear with me. Kind of a confession, kind of good news. I've been in a shitty relationship for a decade, and I've constantly made excuses to stay. I have no money, or it could be worse, etc. It's been entirely emotionally abusive. Nothing physical. Gaslighting and other fun bullshit. I won't bother with all the details. So, last night when I tried to talk to him about the events at the Capitol, he tried to start with the whole, well, I heard it was Antifa. So I pushed back, and it got so heated and emotional. And in the end, I made the decision right then and there. I was done. Finally. No more. <gasps> Whoa. It's been coming for a while. And I finally had the guts to tell him to fuck off. I feel great. I'm still not as financially stable as I would like to be uh, to get a place on my own, but I'm going to make it happen. And I have amazing and wonderful friends who can help and who have my back at all times. Hopefully I can find a place by April at the latest. Please keep me in your thoughts. I appreciate all you ladies do. You are such a light in all the darkness. Also, say some prayers that I win the lottery between now and March. <laughs> Love y'all. Attached for pod pet taxes. My baby girl, seven years old, Ren. She is my life and my sanity, and I do everything for her. She is supremely spoiled, as she should be. As she should oh, be. Oh, what a baby. sweetheart. That's, that's, wow. Hey, Anonymous. Uh, set up a GoFundMe and send it to me. <gasps> yes. And um, I bet we could get a little bit of scratch together to help you get out of there. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'd be happy to donate to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I fled domestic violence a year ago, and um, I had a lot of, of people who helped me. And so I'm, I, I'd be happy to pay this forward. And I know that uh, everybody listening, all of our patrons and everybody, if they had a buck or two to chip in, it wouldn't take much to, to help you get help you get where you need to go. That's so great. So send me a, a GoFundMe. Yes, please do. What do we have next there? All right, next we have Anonymous from Montana, pronouns she, her. Amusing myself today, dashing off notes. To Ted Cruz, you will never be president. To Susan Collins, what do you think? Did Trump learn his lesson? To Josh, Ho uh, to Josh Hawley, is there anything you wouldn't do to advance your political career? And to my own pipsqueak senator, sycophant Stevie Daines, you are an embarrassment. Shame on you, period. This, <laughs> this is relieving some of the anger I felt yesterday watching mobs overrun the Capitol building. Love the show. I live in a state filled with some bonkers people. You keep me sane. Mostly enclosed uh, pod pet tax are elderly gentlemen who passed last month at 19 and are two rescue 19. kitties. Oh my gosh. That's, cr that's amazing. We should all be so lucky um, to have, you know, pets that live that long uh henry is a lovable lunk Allie looks at me <laughs> as if i am loathsome and she cannot remember who i am she's the torty thanks beans queens oh babies look look at the elderly gentleman oh very Aww. very regal and a sweet and face. she's knitting Aww. and he's just sitting there watching her knit that's so great there's the torty wow oh what a what a sweet baby i love it okay Oh, these are great. And by the way, we send these out in the newsletter if you're a patron. You can see all these pictures. 
Next up, from Yashu, uh, or JC if it's easier, it's Polish, pronouns he and him. I think I get Yashu. Uh, I've been a little bit nervous about sending this in as a bit of good news, but here it goes. I've managed to lose 35 pounds wow. and counting since Labor Day. I've been stuck without work since the pandemic hit. I work in a th- in theater. Uh, I shared when when I have. The, by the way, I'm back out. Time out for a second. When when I almost said I work in in a theater, uh, <laughs> but when but when you say I work in theater, then you have to say I work in theater. Theater. You have to, you have to sort of give it a little. Yes. Give it a tap. A little zhuzh. Give it the Juilliard yeah. R in theater. <laughs> I work in theater. theater. Okay. Love it. Uh, I, I shared about the drive-in movie thing a few months ago. So I've been mostly helping my seven-year-old with this virtual schooling. His ADHD makes this just a bit challenging. Now for the backstory. I've been wanting to lose weight for a while. But when I'm working constantly and consistently, I found it hard to get into a rhythm of healthy eating. Plus... I found out heredity blessed me with plantar fasciitis. Oh, yeah, that sucks. The at the ripe old age of 36 oh, instead of my 50s, like a lot of people. So running is a painful option, which stinks because I enjoy running. And if you've never been to the green room of a theater or on a movie set, there are snacks everywhere, and it's not the best stuff usually. Yep, I've been there. So between the stress of virtual school, my dad passing from COVID oh. back in May, I'm sorry to hear that, and the question marks of when I'd be able to work again, I was a hot mess and up to 225. Then, my best friend let me know her photos of her wedding were available to view. She got married in February, right before things went south. It was an awesome time, but holy moly, I looked like a balloon in my suit. I couldn't believe how awful I looked. I had to do something. Luckily, my fitness-focused cousin recommended I try intermittent fasting. Yay! And my (laughs) other friend suggested a yoga program. And both have been working. I started right after Labor Day, and I just dipped below wow. 190 for the first time since high school over 20 years ago. Holy shit. Also, the yoga's been helping with my feet, and I'm going to start running with my 15-year-old to keep in shape as well. Yeah, yoga helps with everything. Everything. Yeah. Uh, this whole pandemic has been a mess on my mental health, but this is one of the few bits of sun I've been able to enjoy. That and finally being able to help coach my older son's soccer team. Aww. It's wonderful to be able to spend time with him one-on-one, which is increasingly hard as he gets older. For tax, I've got a few picks, including my dog's Indy oh. in tan because Indy was the dog's name, and Kona, our black dog, and our cat Dorito. Also included is <laughs> the unique way my seven-year-old decided was a comfortable reading position. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for helping me and my keep my sanity during these weird times. You make things so easy to digest and find a way to keep it humorous. Uh, congratulations, dude! That's so dope. Yashu, congrats! Look at these babies. Oh, these babies are amazing. Also, I I got a really bad case of plantar fasciitis when I was doing a play in New York um and one thing that really helped me was I would get I'll 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 send it to you AD maybe you can like put it in the newsletter but it's this contraption that's supposed to help with your fascia and it's just supposed to break it up and if you use it with like some um coconut oil or whatever and you just like rub the shit out of your out of the arch of your foot um it really loosens it up it kind of hurts when you first start but then you get used to it you do it for like four to five minutes at a time once or twice a day and it really kind of loosened everything up so anyway that's just my two plantar fasciitis sense yeah I, I my plantar fasciitis got better when I when I started yoga as well and intermittent intermittent fasting slash paleo like pa- intermittent paleo works for me love it <laughs> <laughs> intermittent paleo love it I'm on the consistently carb um diet mm. so it's not it's it's really I'm always tired um okay So the next one is from Patty, pronouns she, her. Hello. A couple of years ago, I spit in in a little DNA collection vial 
Lo and behold, I have found a new sister. My older sister passed wow. away. I know, right? My older sister passed away many years ago, which left a large void in my life. I have a brother, but there's truly nothing in life like a sister. Susan, my newfound sister, was raised as an only child and never knew the man who raised her wasn't her biological father. Oh my gosh. Never in a million years would I have ever thought my dad would cheat on my mom. This is so bizarre. I'm saying that, not her. Um, of course, none of the participants are alive to ask what the fuck, but alas, DNA doesn't lie. I'm 68 and Susan is 61 and our punk little brother is 57. She and I have similarities. <laughs> she actually looks a lot like our grandmother. It turns out we live about 15 miles from each other and have gotten to know what? and love each other. Wow. Imagine her shock to find out she has a brother, a sister, a whole bunch of cousins, six nieces and nephews, two grandnieces, and a grandnephew. All because her mom and dad had an affair. Her mom and our dad had an affair in the 50s, and we all spit in a vial. Attached is a picture of a, new, a few of my cats enjoying the gift she gave them. Oh, and a few more just because. Thank you for everything you do. This is like a, a TV show. This is incredible. Wow. This is an amazing story. An amazing story. All these cats are so cute. That's so cool. I mean, like, you don't think that there are many surprises left in life, you know, with the dawn of the internet and all this technology, but sometimes technology really surprises you and you find long lost or never, you know, known of sisters. Yeah. When you get like 20 new family members. Yeah. That's got to be a lot. That, that's, yeah, that's amazing. So and that cool. you all found each other. You all both, you both happened to spit in a vial and there was an affair in the 50s wow. drama drama like this is a, yeah. this is a Shonda Rhimes a case for Shonda Rhimes I know I would want to investigate yes me too <laughs> like even if they've all passed away I'd want to be like read the mm, diaries figure it out yeah like I want to know yeah exactly uh, oh my gosh that's so interesting thank you for sharing that with us yes and thank you for sharing your gatos they are adorbs and again everybody if you have good news stories or confessions or corrections or d dispute you need settled in Amy's court please send them to dailybeanspod.com just go to our website and click on contact and um Everybody just try to relax a little bit this weekend. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It. This is. Yeah. I mean, I'm. There's been a lot of times during this administration where I've been speechless. Yeah. But this is this is a big one. This is a big one. You know, it's funny when you always say, like, at the end of the show, you say, like, take care of yourselves and not and take care of the planet. I always kind of like. It's a good reminder, but but in moments like these, I'm like, oh, what does it actually mean to take care of myself? You know, because so much of what I consider taking care of myself is like doing things that like push me harder. Do you know what I mean? And like, but really, maybe sometimes taking care of yourself is just like, dude, just do nothing or do something you really enjoy. Like, I don't know, uh, you know, like just you're we're kind of in survival mode right now. Mm -hmm. Take a walk, have a bath or just sit around and Netflix, watch 30 Rock you know yeah yeah whatever um but it is very important especially this week so i'll say it again everybody please take care of yourselves take care of each other and take care of your mental health and take care of the planet i've been ag and i've been amy carrero and them's the beans the daily beans is directed written and hosted by executive producer allison gill and engineered and edited by mackenzie mazell and starburns audio staff writers include dana goldberg amy carrero and allison gill our copy is written by Jesse Egan, and our marketing manager, executive assistant, and social media director is Kanai. Fact-checking and research by Allison Gill, Dana Goldberg, and Amy Carrero. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder of Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>